Ciao Madi, come stai? Ciao John, bene tu? Uh, tutto bene, grazie. Sì, è un po' esausto, ma... Esausto, e venerdì, eh? I'm joined by Madeleine Holmes, who is a soprano who, in her own words, is potty about Italy. So my question to you, Maddie, is did that pottiness, if I can put it, put it like that, did that come before you realised you had a vocation as a singer or, or afterwards? That's such a good question, John, actually. It came before I realised I had a vocation as a singer. So I was studying Italian um, ab inizio, mm-hmm. so from from the start um which meant it was a bit of a fresh page really that's a brave move to go from scratch at cambridge yeah well i i think it was it was kind of you know if i'm going to learn it anywhere that's presumably going to have pretty good place the best possible teaching you know when i set foot in italy um in the april and very end of march of my second year mm. that was actually the first time that i'd ever been to italy and how was it it was just kind of, there's this expression in Italian called um, un colpo di fulmine, which means, you know, it was kind of lightning flash of love. Mm. And I kind of just felt this, well, you know, because you're potty about Italy as well, this sort of I am. explosion. should be potty more generally in life I love that word and I thank you for it and it's not surprising (laughs) though having heard you speak about your love for the Italian language and and for Italy eventually that you chose then to go on this search for 20th century Italian song art song the equivalent of leader or melody and you might say on the face of it that that's a bit like looking for salami in Germany (laughs) you might think that that'd be a really easy search and you'd spend yeah. most of your time drinking martini. But it's not. it wasn't like that, was it? No, it was strange. I mean, the idea came up because I had found my way back into working as a singer. And I'd got to that point where I didn't know, having trained a little bit later, um, I didn't know whether I was going to go into opera or be a songstress or be a singing teacher. And, you know, there's that kind of point... Um, as Dante would say, you know, nel mezzo del cammino, the midway, we kind of have that kind of moment. And um, although mine wasn't in a dark wood, it was more of a kind of where next, you know. Mm. Um, And when this opportunity came up to go there, it just felt, you know, what are my questions about Italy? What are my questions about who I am as a singer? What is my USP? Who am I as a singer? And how does this love of music really fit with my studies in French and in Italian and it just seemed that that question of the songs and where were they and what were they grew out of that. So it's great and one of the pleasures of reading your report was coming across names like Casella, Gui, Bossi, Malipiero, all these names that personally I hadn't come across. Tell us about Martucci. I went to the um, Musical Instruments Museum 
I thought, oh, this would be interesting and having no idea what I'd find there. And I went into the very last room, which was kind of the modern era, you know, all squished into one room and heard this music. And it, again, it was another sort of colpo di fulmine kind of, what is this? It sounded sort of like Italian Wagner and sounded like nothing I'd quite heard before as a soundscape. Um, and it was playing, you know, very low in that sort of background hum. And I looked at it and it said, it's Martucci. Wow. La canzone dei ricordi. And I thought, that, that's extraordinary, isn't it? This idea of a song of memories. And, um, and I thought it is, it was like a memory of something that I didn't know before. Extraordinary. And then I discovered, you know, oh, he's actually um, Rodriguez's teacher. And that made absolute sense because I love the music of Rodriguez. I realised that at that point that I'd come across a sort of a branch of music in Italy that um, that was exactly what I was looking for. You know, who are the people who are you know, like the Debussy's or the Fauré's who are interested not only in song but in orchestral writing and it's non-operatic. So there was that strain finally, you know, there's Martucci, there's Raspighi. Great link. <laughs> and is there a unifying musical characteristic in their writing. Yes, there is. There's a sense of wandering further than most composers. Harmonically, you mean? And in a sense, melodically as well, the kind of complexity of form, complexity of um, a lushness of orchestration, for sure, and a complexity of developing ideas and overlaying them. So tell us of some other surprises during your pilgrimage. And I use that word pilgrimage because that's how you so beautifully described your month in Italy. And it connotes, I suppose, a dedication to the cause, a, a veneration of what you're studying. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. I, I think veneration is a really interesting word you've used there. Because what do we do as pilgrims? We go to a place where others have been before so it's an imitation of a journey isn't it but it's a further iteration of a journey as well and it's um it's a finding of your own journey so i think there's a really interesting internal external thing going on with any pilgrimage i love that combination of imitation and self-discovery yeah I, i think that really you know yes the project was um important to me in an external in an intellectual way and um the possibility of having an external project of knowing some more songs maybe recording them you know all of that but there was a really strong internal pull of trying to bind together you know what is it that I love about Italy what is it about walking this path in Italy that helps me understand more about myself and where my love of poetry and music and storytelling and this sort of singing body, um, sort of how that all has its expression in life. I 
I'm wondering, Maddie, do you actually like this genre of music? That's such a good question. So I began thinking, there must be something out there that's, you know, the Italian Debussy. And of course, the answer is that there isn't, because we would, I wouldn't be the first person to find him or her. Um, and uh, when it got to this sort of generation of the 80s, as they're, as they're named, so Casella, Malipiero, Pizzetti, um, I found that their music was interesting and I was examining it, examining it in quite a sort of, um, you know, post-mortem way. Ooh, what do they do there and what do they do there? But it didn't really hit the heart. And that was, I suppose, a sadness because I thought, oh, <laughs> I'd hope there'd be something I'd be, you know, aching to record or um, perform in, in tour or something. How about Puccini? A lot of um, Puccini songs are already known and not very often performed, but, you know, there is an edited... Um, collection of his and they follow much more clearly the line of his operas he actually quotes himself in some of the songs as well um but yeah if it if it came to sort of having to sort of choose a, a disc to put together he would definitely make it because they're just so gorgeous and tuneful and um the kind of mini opera in themselves as well well, you've certainly given me the desire, a very strong one at that, I have to say, to book the next ticket I can to Milan and just yeah. get back over there again as soon as COVID loosens its grip. I have a million dollar question for you, Maddie, which is... If this were a desert island disc style conversation, would you be taking any Italian song with you onto the island? Yeah, I would. I would take the Martucci, actually. I would take, because I, I think if it's a sort of in seven parts, I'm allowed to take the whole thing. <laughs> the beautiful um, orchestrated version of La Canzone dei Ricordi, because, you know, you have the spring, you have. Um, that beautiful opening number of, you know, they are not gone, you know, the dreams are not vanished and you come again and you go. And that sort of sense of transience, I think, would be perfect for a desert island for me to relive moments through the music, relive that sense of remembering something that maybe you've never actually experienced. And maybe each time you listen, you invoke a different memory of something unlived. I think it's a music I could live with. Sure. 